0: Everyone, you're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we wanna thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. God wants our lives on uh, h and a whole nother level. But you know what, I've got a confession to make. That's the last time you'll ever hear me say that phrase. My kids have been like, dad, you're wearing that phrase out. It's old, it's tired, it's predictable. Don't say that anymore. So I'm here to tell you, I will never say that phrase again. I will though use hand signals instead of saying the phrase. And here's the hand signal. You've gotta do the eyebrows at the end. Everybody with me. That's it. God wants our lives on a, there you go, there you go. And Joseph is all about that, because Joseph was betrayed at a crucial time in his life. He was also betrayed by those who were closest to him. Think about Joseph, 17 years of age. Think about Joseph's dysfunctional family. Joseph could have easily played the crazy family card. His dad Jacob completely wheels off. He had four wives, count them, four. Twelve sons, one daughter. The word Jacob, the name Jacob means the cheater, the supplanter. Jacob, if you know anything about him, betrayed his father, Isaac, lied and betrayed to his brother, Esau. Now we have Jacob's sons, doing the same thing. Betraying, lying, lying, and betraying. They betrayed Joseph. Why did they betray him? Because Jacob made the major mistake of showing favoritism. Jacob said, you know what, Joseph is the man. So he bought Joseph this designer robe. The Bible calls it a robe that had all these ornaments on it. You could see him coming from miles away. His brothers didn't like it. Put yourself in his brother's sandals for a second. They felt betrayed by their father. Betrayal hurts. It's like living in a pit. They became the pit vipers. Some of you right now are in a pit. You're like, yeah, I've been betrayed in a marriage or two. I've been betrayed in a business relationship or two. I've been betrayed in a friendship or two. I've been betrayed by a coach, a teacher, and and you have this pit viper mentality. You strike at anything and everything that moves. Snakes are creepy, aren't they? You know, last week I was out of town, and I was running, and as I was running, I saw something kind of move in the path where I was running on, I stepped on a snake. And during my run, with sweat pouring down my body, I was like, ooh, you know? (laughs) Snakes are freaky. And a lot of you are freaky because you're in the pit. You have all this bitterness and all of this, this emotion. And you're angry. Joseph could have reacted that way. His brothers did, yet he didn't. You know what his brothers did? His brothers, they wanted to kill Joseph. Now Joseph was 17. I mean, give the guy a break. He's a teenager, he sits down with his brothers, he goes, hey guys, you know what? I'm gonna lead and and one day, dudes, (laughs) you're gonna bow down to me. I'm the man and and you're not. Joseph made a mistake by, by giving that vibe to his brothers. His brothers, again, felt hurt, they felt bitterness. They felt anger. They felt betrayed. So they thought, you know what? Let's kill him. <laughs> Those who were closest to us will hurt us the most, won't they? And Joseph's brothers, yeah, said, let's, let's just, let's take him out. So they discussed it, and cooler heads prevailed. So his brothers saw this pit, and they tossed Joseph in the pit. Ah. Then they sat down and ordered Domino's and began to eat right outside of the pit, at the mouth of the pit. They're just having a good time and they're, they're talking back and forth and then one of them had this bright idea. He goes, hey, let's just sell him to these caravans that cruise by here because after all, they're going to Egypt. Let's just sell him and you know we can, we can make some cash and then we'll just take that nice Gucci robe, rip it to shreds, dip it in goat's blood, We'll we'll take it back to dad and tell dad that a wild animal killed his favorite son. It's a win-win. We lie, we betray, we make money, and this dreamer is gone. He's he's in Egypt. We'll never hear from him again. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what happened. Poor Joseph, he's in the pit. You're in the pit. I mean, it's dark, it's cold, it's lonely. You're isolated and alienated from everything, and he sees... His brothers say, hey, come on out of the pit. And they they lift him out of the pit. They pull him out of the pit. I'm sure Joe is going, okay, everything's cool now. We can make up and be friends, you know. Why can't we be friends? (laughs) Then they go, hey, Joe, guess what? (laughs) See all those camels? (laughs) You're going to have to follow those camels (laughs) through the desert on this camel caravan. And it's going to take you like a month to get to Egypt, but... We'll see you. Bye, bye, bye. So Joseph makes a 30-day journey through the desert, through all of the elements to get to Egypt, and his brothers go home, and they felt betrayed, and they betray their father and lie to him, and their, their father just goes on tilt. He's devastated because the apple of his eye, he thinks has been killed. Isn't that interesting? Here, here Jacob did the betrayal thing in his family of origin, and now his family, his kids, are doing the same thing. We, we learn betrayal, don't we? We see envy and jealousy from authority figures, from parents, and a lot of us take it and go, oh, I'll just, I'll just betray people. And betrayal equals big bucks in our culture. Everybody's betraying everybody. There's this kiss and tell mentality. Everybody's blogging and betraying, and everybody is talking about this and the innuendos and, and the exaggerations. And we just love betrayal. We just, oh, give me some more betrayal, some more dirty laundry. Why do we love betrayal? Well, I know why. Here's the answer: it's a one-word answer: Sin. S-I-N. That is what we do. It's who we are, and we like to hear about it and read about it and experience it. And and, and a lot of people who are hearing my voice right now, you're either the betrayer or the betrayed. Some of us, we've all betrayed people, let's just be honest. Some of us right now are in the midst of betraying. Someone. Maybe you totally committed to your spouse in marriage, yet recently you've been in territory that is uh, all about disloyalty. You've been in territory that, that, that totally is cratering and crushing your commitment. You've betrayed your spouse. Maybe someone shared a secret with you, told you something in confidence. And you said, Oh, yeah, tell me. I won't say a word to anybody. And then you quickly go to about 15 friends and go, oh, Really? Oh, don't tell anybody. Okay. <laughs> and you've done that recently. Others here have been on the receiving end of that. We've been pushed in the pit. We've had our 11 brothers just toss us into the pit, and we're like, man, what is the deal? You're looking down and around, you're in the mud and the mire. Maybe some of you are like, okay, I've been out of the pit, And, and maybe you've thought, okay, people have pulled me out of the pit, everything's cool, everything's fine, but you have found yourself following a bunch of camels. You found yourself enslaved. You found yourself, like Joseph did, on the trading blocks. Here is here's this kid from Canaan, guys, a Hebrew hillbilly. Now he finds himself in Egypt, a foreign culture, a new language. Think about him. He was bought by a guy named Potiphar. Potiphar was the man, head of the CIA of Egypt. His wife was the former Miss Egypt 500 B.C. (laughs) She didn't just have a good personality. You know what I'm saying? This this lady was a showstopper. So so Potiphar bought Joseph as a slave. So a month earlier, Joseph is a man of the hour, the, the, the tower of Hebrew favoritism power with the Gucci robe. Suddenly he finds himself in the pit. Now he's out of the pit. He's a slave. He's sold to Potiphar in a new culture. He walks up to Potiphar's house, I'm sure in chains, sees the sphinx-guarded gates and the columns and the palm trees and the weird uh, people, the way they're dressed. And, And, you know, Egypt was a very sensual and seductive culture. Just study the artwork and some of the writings. and This kid is single. And the Bible said that Joseph was well-built and handsome. Did you know that? The girls would go, oh, he, he, he's smoking hot, man. <laughs> and the Bible only describes three people as hot. Three people, three guys. Joseph, of course, David, and Solomon. A little Bible trivia. Well, Potiphar's wife, I mean, she, she, she takes notice of, of, of Joseph. She's like, whoa, man. And, and, and that's when the plot begins to clot. Well, I want you to notice something, though, about Joseph's life. Joseph was a man who lived on a... Why? Because of one word. Are you ready for this word? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready for it? Here it is, loyalty. Say it with me, loyalty. Say it with me at all of our campuses right now, loyalty. This will be seen on television around the world. Say it so our audience will hear it, loyalty. Hot camera one, loyalty, that's it. What is loyalty? Loyalty is trust. Loyalty is like, okay, I'm pledging myself to this stance to this position, no matter what. Joseph was loyal to God. When you're in the pit, when you're in the pit, because you're going to get in the pit. We're either pre-pit, in the pit, or post-pit. We're we're all in that position. I don't care who you are, how much money you have, how much you don't have, what you look like, where you're from. We're either pre-pit, in the pit, or post-pit. But here's the deal. no matter where you are, trust God. You become loyal to Him, because when we're loyal to God, here's what's going to happen. Are you ready for this? This is, this is phenomenal. We're going to be prosperous. Now, have you talked about making money? No. Are you talking about being loaded? No. I'm not talking about the kind of prosperity. I'm talking about real prosperity. I'm talking about success, because in the scriptures, Here's what it means to be successful. To be successful means to be walking and living in the will of God. That's success. It's not money, it's not fame, it's not having this or that, it's walking in the will of God. That's what it means to be prosperous and successful. Sometimes tangible things come along with that. Sometimes people are wealthy and this or that, but but it's deeper and more profound than that. It has to do with God's purpose and plan for our lives. So let's see the prosperity that, that, that Joseph had because of his loyalty. Because it's kind of strange. I mean, here he was a part of this family, and then all of a sudden he's thrown in the pit. He doesn't become a pit viper. He doesn't look down or around. He looks up. They pull him out of the pit, and now he's a slave. And now he's sold to, to, to this guy named Potiphar. And he's working in his house doing just menial things. Tasks and things you would never think a guy like Joseph would do. Well, let's pick it up in Genesis thirty-nine, verse one, because verse one in Genesis thirty-nine is a powerful verse because it says, "Now Joseph had been taken down to Egypt." That's what our betrayers love to do to us. That's what I like to do to people when I betray them. I want to take you down. I, I, I want. I want to take you down. And that's what happened. They they, they tried to take him down. But again, our boy Joseph was loyal. Look at verse 2. The Lord was with him, and he, let's say it together, prospered. You know what the word prosperity means? Having good fortune. And he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. Now it says this. When his master, again, Potiphar, saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, something happened. Okay, God wants you and me to be loyal to him because obviously God is loyal. He's fiercely loyal to you and me. When we're loyal, we're going to be blessed and people, you ready for this, will watch us. The Potiphar's in our lives will, will check us out because you learn about someone when they're in the pit. I call it the pit perspective. What is your perspective in the pit? When you've been betrayed, when you've been stabbed, when you've been abused, when you've been hurt, what direction are you um, headed? Where are you looking? Are you looking down, around? Are you a pit viper? Or are you going, God, I'm looking up to you. I trust you. I'm loyal to you. Obviously, Joe was loyal to God. And it snapped Potiphar's head. He was like, man, this guy has something special. Now, hold that thought for a second, and if you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Psalms, specifically Psalm chapter 40. We looked at one verse out of this last time, and let's look at this uh, in in about four verses. Psalm 40, verses 1 through 4. Here we go. Verse 1, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. One of the most profound things that you can do, and I can do, in the pit of betrayal is to wait patiently for the Lord. Now this is not this passive wait, like, okay, I'll just wait, it's dark and cold. Man, my family's all messed up, that's why I'm here. If I had not done this, no, 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 it's not that. It's, a, it's an active waiting. It's, 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 it's intense. It's, it's, it's remaining loyal to God. Look at verse 2. He lifted me out, he being the Lord of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. And yeah, we're going to have some residue from the pit. We're going to have some dirt and mud and maybe we'll kind of smell weird because of the pit, that's okay. God is working on you and working on me. He's building prosperity. He's building blessings. He's building success. He's building loyalty. So he lifted me out of the slimy pit. He, he, he put my feet on a rock, gave me a firm place to stand. Look at verse 3. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise. Many will, there's a word again, see. Many will see and fear and put their trust in the Lord. So my pit perspective, my loyalty in the pit can have a great influence in the lives of others. Now I think one of the things that's going to really mess us up when we get to heaven is that God's going to look at us and tell us all the people who were watching us, who were checking us out, and we had no idea they were watching us or checking us out. And we're going to be like, Wow! I didn't know they were watching me and checking me out. Oh, I didn't know she was watching me and checking me out. I didn't know. That's the kind of power. That's the kind of influence that God wants each of us to have. When we're loyal, man, loyalty brings and gives us incredible leverage for the things of the Lord. Because in verse 4 out of Psalm 40, it says, Blessed is the man or the woman who makes the Lord his trust who does not look to the proud, to those who turn aside to false gods. So again, I'm loyal. I'm going to be prosperous. I'm going to be successful. But notice this. When I'm loyal, it's also going to open up opportunity after opportunity. Because what happened in Joseph's life? He started at the bottom because of his loyalty to the Lord and to Potiphar, Are you ready for this? And to Potiphar's wife and family and all that. Because of that, what did Potiphar do? He said, Joseph, you're going to go to a... He put him in charge of his whole estate. And the scripture said the only thing that Mr. Potiphar had to worry about was eating. That's how much confidence he had in Joseph's abilities and his loyalty. Now, a lot of times people will read this and think, man, Joseph was on the fast track. This must have happened in like three or four weeks. Boom. Starts at the bottom. Man, he's at the top. Maturity and growth and loyalty is not a pill we swallow. It's a process. Because take a wild guess at how many years Joseph worked in Potiphar's house. Ding, 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 10 years, a decade, a decade of loyalty, a decade of trust. Who is your Potiphar? God has placed Potiphar's in our lives, over us. God has placed his authority figures in our lives. He wants us to get under the authority figures. To go up, I've got to get under. I did a series a while back called Authority Issues. It's probably my favorite series I've ever done and throughout the series I said one thing over and over again. I said, "We got to get under what God has placed over us so we can get over what God's placed under us because many people live their entire lives without ever realizing what should be under them." Well, I don't like my Potiphar. You don't have to like him. I don't like my boss. Well, I don't like my manager. I don't like my coach. If you wait to say, okay, I'm not going to submit to them until I like them, you'll never submit. Loyalty. When you get under the authority structures in life, you're in the zone. You're in the blessed place. You're in the place of prosperity. You're in the place of success. You're in the place where God will build phenomenal character. As you're loyal, though, something else will happen. Temptation. <laughs> you show me someone who's loyal. You show me someone who is blessed and who is prosperous, and I'll show you someone who deals with temptation. The half-brother of Jesus said, when you're tempted, not if not, it might happen. Not, oh, if circumstances and the stars all line up. No, 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 he didn't say that. He said, when you're tempted. Think about the temptation that Joseph had. Handsome and well-built, hundreds of miles away from home, single in a very sexual culture, and who begins to hit on him, the former miss. Egypt, 500 BC. The smoking hot Mrs. Potiphar. Day after day, the Bible said, she tried to tempt him. Come to bed with me. Have relations with me. Come to bed with me. Have relations with me. And as you read the story, you know what Joseph said? I'm not going to do that. He said, number one, because of God. He said, I'm not going to do that because of my position, of of, of my love and respect for Potiphar. You see, he was loyal to God. He was loyal to Potiphar. He was even loyal to Potiphar's marriage, yet Mrs. Potiphar didn't even know it. Well, One day, one day, one day, she caught him alone in her mansion. And she said, lie with me. Come on, let's get together. And she reached out and grabbed his cloak, and he broke away, and he ran. (laughs) Some of you right now need to run, flee, the Bible says, sexual temptation. Why did Joseph run? Why did he flee? Loyalty. Now here's what really just messes me up about the story. Several hours later, Mr. Potiphar comes home. He drives up in his Maserati chariot, gets out. You know, he's whistling. He looks at his wife. Honey, how was your day? Oh, it was terrible. I was attacked by that Hebrew hick, Joseph, that kid from Canaan. And here's what is so interesting about the story. Potiphar, Mr. Potiphar, believes his wacky wife. That quick. He doesn't say, honey, uh, are you sure? Explain it. Joseph, come in. What happened, Joseph? No, no, he didn't do that. He goes on tilt. He takes Joseph and tosses him in prison. Now, if you look up the word dungeon in Psalm, I'm sorry, if you look up the word dungeon in, in Genesis 39, the Hebrew word for dungeon is Pit. Can you believe that? Pit. But it was just another pit stop for Joe. Yet, can you believe Potiphar believed the lies? Because that's what happens. People betray others, and then the betrayer begins to lie, and then some people believe the lies. I have the opportunity to speak to a lot of leaders And and one of the main questions they ask me about leadership goes something like this. They'll go, Ed, how in the world has Fellowship Church amassed such a phenomenal staff? And and, 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 and when I begin to answer their question, they have their laptops ready and they're getting ready to write. Like I'm going to say something really profound. And I say, you know what? (laughs) It's really easy. I said, hiring a great staff is easy. Because if some of you know the History Fellowship Church, pretty much the nucleus of our staff today is the same nucleus we had 15 to 17 years ago. Well, how? How do you, how do you hire great staff members? Simple. That's simple. Just check people out in the pit of betrayal. Because remember, betrayal happens. We're either pre-pit in the pit or post-pit. So when betrayal happens in the company, in the church, in the school, on the team, whatever you lead, whatever you influence, when betrayal happens, listen for the lies because the betrayer will always lie. Cover up his or her tail, I mean trail. They'll lie, lie, lie. Who believes the lies? Because the people who believe the lies, are the posers. And those who don't, those who stand with the vision of the team or the company or the church or the whatever, those are the players. Not play the players. Hire them quick. Hang out with them quick. They're the right they. So it's really very simple, I say. Go through a conflict, go through betrayal, and then... Turn around and see who's got your back. And whoever has your back, hire them quick. Hire them. Well, what about their intellect? Intellect, schminelect. We don't hire for intellect. We hire for intensity. Well, how about their head knowledge? Where did they go to school? Head knowledge, smed knowledge. We want heart, man. That is the secret of great friends That is the secret of a great marriage. That is the secret of a great church, of a great school, of a great company, of a great whatever. So betrayal can be your buddy. It could be your friend. It could be your boy. You know what I'm saying to you? (laughs) So there's a good side to betrayal. I can't believe Mr. Potiphar believed that. Incredible. Yet we want to believe the lies about people. Here's Mr. Potiver. He's looking at Joseph. Joseph has had a great track record of integrity for 10 years. And then his, his, his wackadoodle do wife says one wild thing, oh, he tried to attack me. He's a sex freak. He went crazy. What? Amazing. Loyalty will lead to prosperity and blessings. Loyalty will lead to character and Development. Loyalty also will be about temptation. Loyalty will take you to a... Because Joseph, again, found himself in the pit. <laughs> He's back in the pit, back in prison. <sighs> now, because of his loyalty, though, even in prison, the warden goes, man, you're, you're phenomenal. The warden was watching his pit perspective. He didn't become a pit viper. He looked up and trusted God. The warden of the prison put him in charge of the whole deal. Something else. There's nothing like loyalty. God is loyal to you and to me. He wants us to be loyal to him. Because when we are, amazing things will happen. I want to leave you with one question, and I want you to answer this question in your heart of hearts. Where are you right now? Where are you right now?